0: Welcome back
1: to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening in with Father Randall Kiesel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Have a great day here. Hope it's a great, beautiful day where you're at in praising our Lord and thanking Him for the opportunities of this day to love Him and to love others. And also to pray, to give thanks to God in this Feast of St. Mark. And we have our next guest with us, Terry Poplava. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Father
0: Randall. Glad to be with you.
1: And we're great to have you here with us. You're a part of the American Belief Study, which we will get into with ACS Technologies. But before we get into the details of that, can you first tell us a little bit about yourself and your work with ACS Technologies?
0: Sure. Happy to do it. Uh, My role at ACS Technologies currently is called Director of Strategic Expertise. It's a creative way of of, uh, us trying to live more into the mission of the company, which is to build the kingdom, we're a cross-Christian company, uh, my role is twofold. One is I am expressly focused on how the company can best accompany and serve the Catholic Church, our parishes and dioceses, but also in this role, how can we, across the board, uh, bring our research, our data, um, and our consulting expertise to be meaningfully helpful uh, in, in both you know through the information and through the services that we can provide as a company.
1: Okay. Very good. It sounds like amazing work. Some, in a sense, what we call cutting edge knowledge where you're seeking information and putting together in an intelligible way. Uh, That sounds really good. And so you, you have uh, recently completed a study called the American Belief Study. Um, Can you tell us a bit about that? How was it conducted and, and what did you, uh, what went into developing that study for going
0: out to find information? Sure. It's a study that's actually been done three times now, uh, 2013, 2017, uh, most recently 2021, and some additional observations we have based on that study. And it is uh, in place expressly for two, two big reasons. One is to help churches, church leaders, shape relevant ministries, and also what people are believing, our current attitudes, beliefs, and practices, again, across Christians in the United States, uh, with a good sample of Catholic within that. The study is uh, both, it's used as information that is contained within one of our strategic planning products. Uh, That product happens to be be called Mission Insight. But also, again, for us to be able to help our church leaders across the board gain some insight into maybe where we can place our, our priorities and how we think about and understand what's going on with the people in our community. So, we're hoping it's a good service that can be really used for, for strengthening ministry.
1: Okay, very good. And so, when you uh, went into the study that you just completed, what, what sort of parameters or what sort of uh, practical efforts did you decide upon to, to interview people or to gather the information? How, how did that go?
0: So it's an online study of almost 15,000 respondents, okay. um, and it's, it's very tightly controlled in terms of margins of error and, and uh, the way the study is uh, um, structured. I can get into that a little bit if you want to, but the, the net of it is is our margin of error is lower than 2% uh, in, in the responses, and it is intended to adequately and accurately, rather, reflect a cross-section of people It's designed to, if you're familiar with mosaic at all, Mm -hmm. mosaic segments are one of the ways of looking at lifestyles across the country. It's designed to cover the majority of the mosaic segments and many of the mosaic groups within those segments. So that includes both age groups as well as different lifestyles, different living conditions that are looked at as part of this study. So we're trying to get a broad cross-section of response.
1: Okay. Can you say just a little bit more about the Mosaic's uh, methodology, um, just for the sake of our listeners who who,
0: uh, may be hearing and to learn more about that? Yeah, what it is, well, Mosaic is actually a term of experience, the company that does most of our credit card billing. Okay. Uh, and, And that, over many decades, have continued to collect information and gathered information about the behaviors of people and have been able to define them into lifestyle groups that they they call them mosaics. So a group is based on a, um, it's a subset of zip code level typically, but it could be it could be a large a little bit larger than that. They're looking at the cross section of census groups, and then our behaviors and our buying trends. And they have a lot of it's kind of a little bit scary. They have information about. Do we typically own our home? Are we typically married? Do we typically mm-hmm. have children? Um, you know, how do we? You know, what are our interests? So these are these are uh, these are structured analyses based on their data, and they come up with clever names for them, like "babies in bliss" it describes mm-hmm. typically young couples who are having children and where they live, um, and so and what their particular needs are. So you have an idea of being able to see. Where types of people are, and uh, and then understand what their needs are as part of it as well.
1: Okay, yeah, and you see how this information might be valuable to a, say, a business or someone wanting to market something, and, and how to best utilize their assets to either meet a need or to persuade someone to use their service. Uh, yeah, and this, but this right. applied to this applied to faith, right?
0: So right, and this just that that you know, yes, it's widely used in businesses. The the application for church is both who do we really understand who's in our pews and okay. then do we really understand who's in our surrounding community so this is a good way of kind of prioritizing ministry and understanding do we represent the people to the extent we want to serve the community how well do we represent the community and or if we would like to think about how we might serve the community then where where would we pick and who might we pick and what might we do about that group of people. So it does give you that kind of information that it, I think is really aligned with who we are as Church.
1: Okay. And so getting into the study a bit, what what were some of the key of ideas and trends that you found in the study, in the most recent one?
0: Well, some, some real... Uh, <laughs> I'll just say exciting things, I think, in the findings, Father. The, the first just a couple of big things is that um uh, while a large number uh, a large percentage of the ca- of the population in the country considers itself to be christian and uh, now that takes on a variety of meetings i think but it's like 69% of the people in the country consider themselves here quotes christian okay. um and uh, but a big uh, that what we learned over the last 10 years that the equivalent of the populations of la chicago and new york left Christianity: fifteen million people left, so they're nuns now, or they're falling away. Um, wow. When I when I looked at also uh, like how much people feel like religion plays a primary role in in shaping our morality, while eighteen percent of people strongly agree, twenty percent strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. And one big thing that that I think is also important is that. We ask about, does the belief in Jesus require participating in a church? And this is a big concern to us as Catholics. That yes. number increased from 50 to 63% overall. It increased to 69% of Catholics who are saying wow. that belief in Jesus does not require participating in a church. So I think that where we have our source and summit and our need for our community becomes a really big part of this conversation and some of the insights the study can provide us
1: yes I agree with that and then so this this study was just completed did you uh, is there anything uh, as part of the study where you review context because what comes to mind probably for you and for me uh, all of us listeners is the is the aspect that we're just out of the, uh, the isolation of the coronavirus and and having mass virtually uh, w- was there any reflection on that how much of current historical context has influenced those responses
0: well, th- there isn't some of the studies that we're doing in looking at the data, and it's a, it's a little hard. When, when we look at top concerns, uh, one mm-hmm. of the questions is, what are the top concerns of Catholics or all people? And across the board, the top one in, in this has been COVID-19, yes. so we know that's influencing it. Uh, but beyond that, then there are some other things that are useful for us to, to continue to look at, and, and reasons why people don't go to church I think um, across the board point to our need for trusting relationships and our ability as as leaders in church to actually lead and help to move people through change. Uh, so I, there's an impact yes of this huge change we had. The, um, the definitely people who were only habitual mass attenders have fallen away, but it also points to our um, maybe not being as effective as we could be in following up and engaging people in our community and expressing care and concern about people. So it, in some ways, it shines a bright light on things that we need to be doing anyway, and maybe some of the data highlights some of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And how did the trends that you saw here, the the key findings of the most recent study, how how does that line up, say, with the ones that have been maybe 10 years old, or if there's any information that's a little older than that? what What... What do you see in maybe a little contrast happening?
0: Well, it's a, it, it, most of it's concerning, Father, because I think the societal impacts and the more you're able to see input from younger people who start to participate in the survey, the more you see things like uh, 20% of them saying, I believe there are many gods. Mm. Um, there's a question about whether or not God exists. The, the, the challenges to the role of, an organized church and the, the increase of distrust in our leaders are all things that we see that weren't as true um, years ago. And some of this, you know, when you look at our, what we're talking about right now in our church, this move from Christendom to apostolic age, if you if you want to ascribe to that, but I think some of it even started with what strengths and engagement has been finding for the last ten years, that we, this sense of belonging leads to believing, I don't think should be written off. Um, And and, uh, so I I think what we see is an increased, uh, the increased isolation that we have is evident in the data, and yet the increased loneliness based on that isolation is evident in the data. So the big question continues to be, how do we find a bridge of trust with those people who are leaving us and yet still need trusted relationships, in particular younger people?
1: Yes, I concur with that. That it is the big challenge to how to fill in a, a sense of a need for family relationships and and being belonging in a group and belonging with our Lord in relationship with him because it normally begins with trusted human relationships and then grows into hopefully a more lively faith well terry we're going to go on a little break here so stay with us all of our listeners you're listening to father randall Kazel broadcasting live from the church of st michael we have terry poplava from the acs technologies talking about the american belief study we'll be right back
0: right after this break This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo DiFilippis of St. Luke Productions. Faith Transforms Time Time is transformed by faith. In faith, time is measured by the acts of God, whose heart is, in all his activity, turned toward man. The two great events that are central in the movement of time, according to our Christian understanding, are the birth and the resurrection of the Lord. Our Christian feasts are based on our insight into these activities of God, not on our observation of the movement of the planets. The constant return of these feasts is not an eternally repeated cycle, but the expression of God's inexhaustible love, of which we are made aware by an act of memory. Unlike the beginning of the civil year, the Christian beginning, Christmas, has a very special newness. It offers us again and again the opportunity to return to the goodness of the God who became man, in that goodness to become a child again, and in it to live a new life. When he became a living part of our history, the dark mystery of our own birth was completed, and our beginning, until then situated uneasily between blessing and curse, became a blessing. God's creation does not come to nothing. It is always moving toward the resurrection. In the midst of passing time, there is always a new beginning. This new beginning is eternal love. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com.
0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now,
1: back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. Listening live, I'm Father Randall Kiesel. Thank you for being with us here for this morning's show on this Feast of St. Mark, April 25th. We be have a beautiful day. I pray it's a beautiful day where you are, and it's always a beautiful day when our Lord is right at your heart in the middle of your life. And so we're, we welcome back uh, Terry Poplava with us. Terry, thanks for being with us.
0: Wonderful to be with you
1: thank you terry and terry works for acs technologies and takes part in uh, uh various studies including the american belief studies and we're going to continue developing our uh, conversation around that study that was just completed so terry we were talking about how um the study based on the cross-section of our nation on faith and what sort of things uh, have you seen perhaps about how people choose their parish and how they choose to express their faith in action. What what sort of trends did you see?
0: A couple of interesting things, Father. Thanks for uh, thanks for this, and it's great to be a, have a chance to discuss this. Uh, hopefully, it's meaningful to everyone that's listening. The um, we looked into what people look for when they're looking for a church, and then within that, I have specifically looked at the Catholic data across the board. The number one, in, in fact significantly higher than some of the other ratings when you look at the combination of strongly agree and agree what people are looking for is warm and friendly encounters and i I think you could write that off real quickly many of us could say okay well good well that's fluffy people just want it to be we we just want to be nice and we want it to be what we want it to be and that perhaps that's true but i think there's something important there in the fact that it is a relational component to the organization that's rated above. Now, Catholics number two, I think, uh, by the grace of God, is celebration of sacraments, followed, importantly, I think, by quality sermons. So we have this relational, uh, sacramental, and then you could call it educational or catechetical sort of combination of things that come up in the top three for Catholics. And that is different from, sacraments doesn't come up high like that across the the board. In fact, another relational component uh, comes in for other Christian uh, um, uh, denominations. But uh, I think we have to pay some attention to this desire for warm and friendly encounters. Because when you look at the data of trusted relationships, particularly young people, we're seeing that teenagers have fewer than one to two trusted relationships in their lives. Hmm. And so, if we're looking for relevancy or how you can appeal to you know where everyone quote unquote, is saying where are the younger people, um, and and data we have looked at continues to show, yes, we have fewer uh, fewer younger generations in the church. They give less on on average if they give it all. And in, the, in what we're seeing in the beliefs, some of them don't even really adhere to the core beliefs of the Church. So um, it seems like a trusted relationship and a warm and friendly encounter becomes really important. And I, sorry, I get excited about this topic, but part of it, if you look at the Bishop's Pastoral Letter on Stewardship, our expression of discipleship that's been around for some time, uh, I think it's time we maybe get get it back out and look at the Top reasons that they suggest, the top things they think churches should do, church leaders should do. One of them is hospitality, welcome and hospitality. And so when we're talking about Mormon-friendly encounters, we're not talking about just being nice. We're talking about finding a role, an active role for people in their church, in the church, and and getting to know them and expressing interest in them and following up with them and maybe noticing them if they're a new visitor and finding out their contact information so we can follow up and, and engage them in other activities in the Church, even before we invite them to Mass. So you can tell I get excited about this one, but I think it's challenging to us because it is, um, it is different from how we tended to, to behave when we expected everyone to be Catholic, we expected everyone to come to Church. Yes,
1: yeah, I agree, I agree with you, and it, it it is a challenge. It's really the challenge of not only uh, receiving the gospel into our hearts, but then the, the personal decision that is an act of faith to respond to what we receive and the gift of faith to to represent Jesus, to live with Jesus. Uh, I agree with that uh, very much. So that the the challenge to foster uh, uh, that that holy interaction with others so i would add on there for for all of our listeners that the the way that we can consistently do that is we we must go back to the source of all holy encounters that's our lord we we need to be fed by him to hear his words of love in our own hearts and have the holy encounters with him as much as we can and and uh then we will have something to give to those uh, other, to other people that we meet. We, we need to have, have our Lord and those encounters to give consistently those holy encounters. Uh, very good, uh, Thierry. What, so what else can you tell us about this? Uh, the trends that you saw regarding a parish choice?
0: I, a, a couple of things, but I, I just want to reflect. Thank you for, for bringing that to the fore, uh, that our reliance on Christ, it, to me, if we are full of joy and full of the love of Christ, that should pour out of us and be evident in our interaction with each other. Ideally, that's what's happening, because um, I think we can take comfort in knowing that it's the Holy Spirit who will act in people we come in contact with. And if we, if we have trust, we can enable that to happen. Uh, and hopefully, by building a little bit of bit, bridge of trust and welcome and encounter, uh, we can open that door just enough of a crack for the Holy Spirit to act in the person so they begin to seek, they begin to look for for their relationship with Christ. So I, I'm grateful that you, you brought that
1: up, Father. Amen. Thank you, Terry. And is what is your your good study that's bringing that out here? That's a it's a need of every generation. But I think it because of particular circumstances we live in, it's it's an acute need now. And I think we all hear of very difficult, sad occurrences in people's lives that are grievous and in some ways tragedies. But the the answer is still the same that we we encounter Jesus and we we give Him because we've received Him and, and love Him back. So. And, and thinking of parish life, so the, the warm encounter, the hospitality, the quality sermons, uh, is there anything else that you would see, and especially people thinking, what can we do for a bit of transformation in our, our local parish?
0: So, um, I, I, a couple of things. I think when you look at the reasons people are not coming to church, uh, I think it. I think it relates to what we're talking about here. The the biggest reason people state they don't come is because "quote unquote" religious people are too judgmental. Uh huh. Um, so that's not warm and friendly generally. If it's oh you're lazy or you don't believe or you're not at mass, uh, then that starting point is a pretty high bar for a lot of people. Uh, and and so that number one, uh, number two, they don't trust organized religion. Um, number three, they don't trust religious l- leaders, and after that, it becomes things like not relevant or don't believe in God. A, a couple of things I think there are here for us. One, the the judgmental. Uh, you know, I- again, if if our role is to uh, essentially be evidence of Christ for each other, then we really don't have to take the role of calling someone out. At least not for- not as the starting point. <laughs> you know, hopefully that gets guided as people begin to learn about the faith, but that what we want to express is the opportunity to be loved and know people are loved. It seems to me that's the message of the gospel. Uh, the, um, I think religious leaders now, you know, there are many circumstances people have been hurt and they may have to work through those things. I, you know, I don't have a quick answer for any of that, and there is no easy answer. That becomes must be very much individual and personal. But I I think trusting leaders, there's an opportunity for for leadership here and, and rethinking both our sermons, but also, if you look, Gallup just put out something on leadership that just reminded me, now it was for business, but leaders communicate clearly, they inspire confidence in the future, and they lead and support change are the things that they were pointing out, and I, th- I thought that really does apply to what we need from both our, certainly our pastors and priests, but also our, our leadership in our parishes, uh, to, to be able to have a sense of direction of going somewhere and why we're here, you know, what our purpose of our parish is, in addition to the Great Commission, you know, what is our unique purpose, and how are we leading people, and what are the outcomes of the ministry we're doing? To me, all becomes part of, we can be a little bit lazy about that, and I think we need to uh, reevaluate how well we are communicating, how much we're using lay witness, you know, how much we have evidence of, of our faith acting in each other, in addition to the, the need to be inviting people into relationships.
1: Yeah exactly the 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 vision how to people to see a vision into future and a, and a, the preaching and the 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 guidance of the holy spirit as well as what needs to happen? I, I'm reflecting a little bit back to that theory as I was listening to you. It's fascinating, but it's also focusing. Uh, having this information helps one, the focus and the importance of a, of a parish vision, which actually our Lord gives us. There's a, no, no parish needs to make up a new vision. Uh, we have it from our Lord's great command and the call to believe, uh, especially in the resurrection. So now that we're in the time of the, the proclamation of the gospels continually the risen christ christ has conquered sin conquered death he's done this personally for each one of us and he calls us to respond to that and then to to go out and and share this with all the nations uh so, so any last things terry we have about one minute left uh on the study or where people can find this study uh, if listeners would like to go and check it out
0: yes thank you thank you again for the opportunity to talk about this father they can find the study, actually, they can find papers about the study on AmericanBeliefs.com. That's the easiest place to find it, AmericanBeliefs.com. And I would say, I think uh, it, it is important for us just to continue to adapt uh, and to be, uh, while be, while being faithful, to be kind to each other and to welcome each other into relationship. It just keeps coming back when we look at these, this information that we're seeing from people across the country.
1: Thank you, Terry, for being with us. And stay with us, listeners. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Radio Live.